Welcome to Your Story Matters podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Elizabeth, and whether this is your first time or you are a returning listener, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time and listening ear each episode as I dive into the power of storytelling, learning that we are the main characters in our own stories, and the freedom that can come from breaking free of the false narrative that has been playing in our minds. With how noisy the world has become, it means so much to me that you have chosen this podcast to listen to, to be encouraged by, to have a laugh or two, to think more deeply, and to ultimately know that your story matters. Do you ever notice when life is loud? Now, I don't mean the people in your life are loud, though they very well may be. I don't even mean how loud your drive to work is or how many meetings you have during the day. Do you notice when your life is loud? I noticed this a lot last year. It was a busy year and a loud one. I was listening to a lot of podcasts and hearing from different professionals in the business world on social media, and my life didn't hold a space or a place for silence. And this year, I pushed pause on a lot of those noises in my life. And the list of voices I hit pause on was the Enneagram. That included podcasts, books, social media, you name it. It became so overwhelming that I couldn't read another sentence, hear another word, or scroll through another post. It didn't mean I stopped loving it or wanting to continue to work on myself, but I needed space. It's like in the movies when a romantic couple is having a difficult conversation and one of them says, I need space. I've definitely said it. I think you might have too. So in thinking about how I'd like to finish this year of podcast episodes, I wanted to introduce a fall Enneagram series, similar to the spring Enneagram series. Actually, the exact same, except for the season of the year and how many episodes we'll have. Though, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's almost the same, which is fabulous. I thought what I needed to do was to have another reiteration of Enneagram basics in an episode to make sure the foundation was strong before we started adding our framing. And then it hit me. I don't think I've learned a new thing about the Enneagram this year to have an episode dedicated to talking about it. I either spoke the very thing out to my wall in my office or to my life coach, Allison, but either way, I was affirmed that it was okay. We don't have to be in a constant state of learning. That puts our brains in overdrive. It's like our brains are in the back room of the post office where mail, like thoughts, is on the conveyor belts getting sorted out before they head to their destination. It's like there's a ton of domestic mail-like thoughts and a few international mail-like thoughts too, as well as a random one postmarked somewhere in Timbuktu. If I think about my brain like a machine, then there are moments when the machine gets jammed. It can't make heads or tails of the information it is receiving and has no idea where to store it. And on top of that, and probably most importantly, I wasn't processing what I was learning, at least like I thought I was going to. I was just stuffing information and facts down the hole like a laundry chute. I wasn't retaining the info, but I felt this unseen pressure that life needed me to become an expert overnight in order to be taken seriously with all this Enneagram stuff that I've been doing. I'm not shutting down my brain to be void of all thoughts, but I'm giving her a break from taking in new information, at least for a while. 
rest for our minds is just as important as the rest for our bodies. But you already knew that. In an article from time.com called How Listening to Silence Changes Our Brains, it says this, it's not just your imagination. The world is literally louder now than it has been at any time in known history. Even if COVID shelter-in-place orders brought a fleeting decline in decibel levels, the arc of modern life seems inescapable. More cars, helicopters, buzzing drones, pinging gadgets, ringing hospital monitors, blaring TVs in waiting rooms, and constant conversation in open-plan offices. Because emergency vehicles have to be loud enough to cut through the surrounding sounds, the decibels of their sirens are a useful measure of the loudness of our overall landscapes. Today's sirens are an estimated six times louder than they were a century ago, indicating that our population centers are vastly louder too. According to the National Park Service's Natural Sounds and Night Skies Division, noise pollution doubles or triples every three decades. Is all this noise just a nuisance? Or, as we let silence slip away, are we sacrificing something important for our minds and bodies? Across disciplines, from neuroscience to psychology to cardiology, there's growing consensus that noise is a serious threat to our health and cognition, and that silence is something truly, truly vital, particularly for the brain. Noises cause stress especially if we have little or no control over them, explains Matthias Basner, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania who specializes in sound processing and rest. He says the body will excrete stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol that leads to changes in the composition of our blood and of our blood vessels, which actually have been shown to be stiffer after a single night of noise exposure. It's a simple but powerful notion. Trying to hear in silence can demonstrably accelerate the growth of valuable brain cells. The act of listening to quiet can, in itself, enrich our capacity to think and perceive. This idea is hardly new. Listen to be silent. The ancient polymath Pythagoras advised his students. The Greek philosopher and forerunner of modern geometry told his inner circle of pupils to, quote, let your quiet mind listen and absorb the silence. The 15th century humanist, John Rucklin, explained that Pythagoras saw the practice of being in silence as, quote, the first rudiment of complantation, the prerequisite to all wisdom. So if you're able to take some time in silence, you don't necessarily need a sophisticated meditation practice to harness its benefits for health and cognition. Just listen. Simply take some time to tune in. In an age of so much noise, silence deserves our attention. I will link that article in the show notes. They also did a very interesting study about noise that if you are interested, you can click the link and learn more. It was very fascinating to read. And so with all of that, I've been letting my brain rest. Just like we put a roast in the crock pot to cook long and slow to tenderize the meat and veggies, we can let our brains sit and marinate and rest. 
And while I thought of a few dozen ways I could speak about the Enneagram, those days will come. Let's just get back to basics. So instead for today's episode as kind of an intro into our fall Enneagram series, I wanted to highlight the types that you'll hear from in this fall's series so you can begin to connect some dots for yourself. So here we go. I am talking this year to type threes. They're known as the achiever. Threes are driven, image conscious, performative, and motivating. Their core fear is being exposed as failing to appear successful, being thought of as incompetent. Type three's core desire is being admired, successful, valuable, having high status. Their core weakness is deceit. You believe you are only ever the image you present to others, putting on a performance for others to see and admire. Three's long to be told, You are loved and valued for being who you already are. Type four, the individualist. Fours are creative, authentic, expressive, deep, and moody. Their core fear is being inadequate, insignificant, defective, flawed, and plain. Their core weakness is envy, feeling that something foundational is missing inside of them. They're tragically flawed and that others possess qualities that they lack. Their core desire is being unique and finding their true self. What fours long to hear is you are seen and understood for being exactly who you are, one of a kind. Type five, the observer. Fives are intelligent, insightful, detached, isolated, and independent. Their core fear is being thought of as ignorant or incapable, having their energy depleted and being ruined. Their core weakness is avarice feeling that they lack inner resources and that too much interaction with others will lead to catastrophic depletion. Their core desire is being knowledgeable, capable, and competent. What fives long to hear is your needs are not a problem. And lastly, we're talking to a type nine and nines are known as the peacemaker. Nines are easygoing, non-judgmental, thoughtful, reassuring, and resigned. Their core fear is being in conflict feeling overlooked, losing connection with others. Their core weakness is known as sloth, falling asleep to their passions, desires, their abilities, being in an unrealistic, idealistic world to keep peace. Their core desire is having inner stability, balance, and peace. And nines long to hear that their presence matters. I think I've said this before here, but I'm not sure. I absolutely love interviewing Enneagram and life coaches about their type and how they see the world. Yes, there are books about the intricate aspects of psychology as the Enneagram relates to our personalities, but actually hearing from the people who identify as the types I read about, it's it's priceless. And a secret that's no longer a secret, I do these interviews just for me as much as I do for you, dear listener. Not only to share stories and to know that they matter, but just the aspect of engaging in meaningful conversation, which is one of my love languages, but you already knew that. So encircling back to our lives being noisy, is there a noise you can cut out? It doesn't have to be for very long, just until you know you can stay healthy having it back in. I think it's another step in truthfully admitting we can't handle it all. And that's okay. 
But what if you're a person who can't stand the quiet? Do you find it hard to stop after constant forward motion? Does silence creep you out? I'm not talking about white noise because I think it's helpful where it needs to be. I wonder, is there a podcast or show you can take a break from? Is there music or maybe watching the news that's not feeding in as best it could? And silence doesn't mean sitting in your house waiting for the paint to dry. The fall season is upon us, and as the earth is transitioning into a quiet, quieter time, we can too. In fact, it's good for us. This can happen whenever you'd like, especially if the end of the year is the busiest for you. No matter what season you're in, it's okay to turn off a few things that are not needed for where you are right now. The right noise will come. Until then, no noise might be just the thing you need. I found this quote from Silence, the power of quiet in a world full of noise. All the wonders of life are already here. They're calling you. If you can listen to them, you will be able to stop running. What you need, what we all need, is silence. Stop the noise in your mind in order for the wondrous sounds of life to be heard. Then you can begin to live your life authentically and deeply. If you've answered yes to the question, is your life too loud? I propose the Enneagram as a method to quiet things down. When things are loud, most of the time we're loud too, because we think matching the volume will somehow help us figure things out. And I'm not sure that method works. But if it does for you, let me know. As you'll hear in these interviews, the Enneagram helped unlock many things my guests thought were true about themselves or never knew to be true. It's not a party trick to make you feel better or to make you feel guilty about not knowing yourself as well as you thought you did. Again, the Enneagram is not a party trick, it's a translator. The world of our personality is wide and vast, but not as complicated as we make it out to be. Just imagine you stepped into the world of a type 3, 4, 5, or 9, and you don't identify with those types. But listening to how the Enneagram made the language understandable, they were able to live in their world without fear of their personality being lost in transition. In the process of Enneagram and podcasting, I've realized some of my fears as a four. The need to explain and over-explain for fear people won't understand me, which I'm trying every moment of every day of my life to be seen and understood for being me. I'm learning that I don't have to try so hard. If you understand, great. And if you don't, also great. I'll probably confuse you more by explaining and over-explaining instead of trusting life to let it be. I just thought I'd share my anxieties about this. It helps to talk about it. And again, without the Enneagram, I wouldn't be made aware of my tendencies and be able to recognize and speak kindly to myself about it. Okay, I'm done for now. As I sit to write and map out these episodes, I feel as though I spend a lot of time in the rabbit hole without staying in the garden. The garden has a lot of moving parts. Plants, flowers, shrubs, topiaries, a couple water features. And I'm pressured to think I need to know everything about anything in the garden because when people come to see it, I fear there will be a question I can't answer. But I know that's not true. So instead, 
I am learning to sit in the garden and take it all in. Be comfortable with the sound of silence and take time to smell the roses. To finish, I have a quote from Nicholas Sparks, the author of The Notebook. We sit silently and watch the world around us. This has taken a lifetime to learn. It seems only the old are able to sit next to one another and not say anything and still feel content. The young, brash and impatient must always break the silence. It is a waste for silence is pure, silence is holy. Thank you for listening. In addition to these podcasts, I have a newsletter that comes out every other Wednesday. Wednesdays where there are podcasts, no newsletter. Wednesdays where there are newsletters, no podcast. It is filled with more stories from my life, ones that I don't always share here, thoughts about the Enneagram, and more. So I invite you to head on over to my website, www.michaelaelizabeth.com, to sign up today. There you'll find all the info you need about Enneagram coaching and how to work with me, this podcast, and my latest creative passion project, Vintage Handmade Cards. And while you're on the World Wide Web, it would mean so much to me if you would follow Your Story Matters podcast wherever you listen, rate it, and review it for others to see so they can begin their journey in discovering their story matters. Until the next episode.